Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. You're listening to the Wes and Walker Show. I was defending Steve Clifford. <laughs> Steve Clifford, I think he did a great job. You sound just like that guy. It's Wes. He's going to uh, ask you to come and do press conferences for him just behind a black curtain so he doesn't have to do it. And Walker. I like Clifford, the, the big red dog. It was my favorite childhood <laughs> book, Getting in Shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> I like dogs in general. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNC. That was, is a good book. As Fiddy dances along, looking like he's in a trance back there, I'll check on him and make sure that he is okay. But you are back on the Wesson Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit up the text line, 704-570-9610. Hit up the socials at WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram. Most importantly, hit the Wesson Walker Show page on Twitter, at WesBryan underscore 72, at HTB underscore Josh, and at WalkerMail on Twitter, and Instagram just posting Willie P came in determined. This man was determined to shut up all the haters about his brisket. He gave it to Josh Fiddy Marlowe to try. We've got the video for you so that Willie can finally debunk that he does not make dry brisket. You guys go on there and judge for yourself. But uh, Josh Fiddy Marlowe had a nice bite of the brisket during the break. We can talk about it a little bit more when Willie joins us at uh, 145. Yes. But I did want to ask, was it It looked cold? Was it hot? Did he heat it up for that's you? That's what I wanted. Yeah, no, he did, because okay. that's what I thought, too. I thought at first it was not heated up. I, I should have known. Willie's not going to allow you to say anything bad about it. It's going to be perfect. But maybe I'm in left field with this take. I don't mind some cool, like, cooler barbecue. It's like fried chicken. You ever had cold fried chicken? Yeah, it's not as good as hot. I've had it before, yeah. But it's it's not bad either. Like, if, if, if the brisket's good, if it's not dry, it don't got to be 160 degrees for me to enjoy it. I need the skin to be crispy, though. And it can't be oh, like that if chicken? it's cold. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be crazy. You got to be real crispy. If it's been crispy. made that day and, and, and I'm walking around in the kitchen and it's just hanging around and it's been sitting there for a while, I'll eat a lukewarm or but that's colder room temp, piece. Right? That's room temp. I can do it if it's a little, you know, if it's cold. I still, it's not like cold pizza. There are a lot of people that might tell you cold pizza is better than hot pizza, which yeah, as much as trash. I like, that's, I, a, trash that's take. a take. I mean, I like cold pizza fine, but it's not as good as hot pizza. Same thing with fried chicken. There's nothing. I, I think there is still a monster gap between the two. I mean, we should have known Walker who cooks his dinners in a, a suave or whatever that instrument is. Uh, that I believe any- that's a shampoo brand. <laughs> 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 Sounds a little more like a. Shampoo brand. You're looking for a sous vide. Yeah, a sous vide. Like, I mean, anything <laughs> below room temperature is not going to go down Walker Mail's uh, throat. All right. So, uh, that was college- a very <laughs> right, weird that was way awful. to say that. I All have right. no clue why you went down. But that going road. back into the world of college football, the NC State Wolfpack come off a 
Big loss to Notre Dame, 45-24. Sam Hartman comes through there, wreck shot with the Notre Dame <laughs> offense. And so when you look at this game, I know NC State fans were fired up about it, maybe feeling like they had a chance to get this one. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was not to be because it was the same old story. Just not enough offense for them. Brendan Armstrong throws three interceptions uh, in this football game. NC State now sits at the bottom of the ACC in scoring offense, averaging 24 points. On the dot, they scored 24 in the first game, 24 in the second game. But the difference is, as opposed to having a really great defense like they had the year before, the defense is also sitting near the bottom of the ACC. When you talk about total defense, giving up almost 365 yards per game. And so the thing is, we talked a lot about Brennan Armstrong, Robert and I, what type of music they could make together. Uh, and so we see right now that it's been a little bit of just kind of wash, rinse, repeat with the NC State football team, like the offense, just lacking playmakers, lacking. And, and, and it was another thing watching, um, oh, what's my man from the the Raiders, uh, the, the wide receiver? Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers, yes. Thinking about how he and um, – Kelvin Harmon. No, not him. Him too, but I was talking about Emeka Mezzi and how those are the last – at least pretty decent receivers that they had. And Kelvin Harmon was pretty good. You're very right. And then Jacoby Myers. But you look at the season that they're having this year. Brandon Armstrong, only 53% of his passes being completed thus far. And granted, Saturday the weather wasn't ideal. But he's got five TDR as far as three rushing touchdowns, two passing. And then he's got three interceptions uh, on the season. So what do you think about this NC State football team? Do you feel a little bit different about the marriage between Robert and I and Brennan Armstrong at this point? Not as much because I know Notre Dame is a good defensive football team, especially the second year under Marcus Freeman. And it's not crazy to think that it might take a little more time to deal more so with the receivers understanding this offense. Brennan Armstrong, they were discussing how he was helping guys learn the offense because of his familiarity with it at Virginia. He had been in the offense a couple of seasons. Brennan Armstrong is not phenomenal. And something we both pointed out when he was back at Virginia, he actually had good receivers over there with he Robert did. and I. And I'm with you. I think the lack of receiver talent with NC State, much like we talk about it with Clemson, I think it's here for the Wolfpack. And I don't know if Brennan Armstrong is going to be able to overcome that against defenses of that prowess like Notre Dame is able to put out there. He didn't throw a touchdown against UConn either. Yeah. And I think that he's, so I think Brendan Armstrong is going to be okay. I saw some people on Twitter asking for MJ Morris after he had that (laughs) third interception. A lot of people, I mean, just for context, folks, when you go back to 2021, what this young man did and the reason we're having this conversation, he passed for 4,449 yards, 31 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. And then he also had uh, a, really good season rushing the football as well. And I expect that to still come Nine true. Nine touchdowns I think. rushing. Yeah, I mean that's been the one part of his game that's been there. That's the one part that Dave Dorn has been really excited about is his rushing ability, but you have to feel like at this point, you look at this football team, Jordan Houston's only got 83 yards rushing on the season. Michael Allen, the next highest guy with 34 yards, so that doesn't look like there's a guy in the backfield that they can depend on. They've been depending on Brendan Armstrong to run the balls. He leads the team with 122 yards rushing. And then, as I said, the turnovers that are coming along with this and the 53% completion rate from Brendan Armstrong, and it's just wild, the drop that he's had from that 2021 season. I know in Virginia, the receivers were still there. They had some injuries. The offensive line uh, was non-existent. 
And so you'd like to think that here at State, he has a little bit better of an offensive line. But then those weapons, Keon Lassane, Juice Vereen, Kevin Concepcion, Bradley Rosner uh, also had his first touchdown as a member of the Wolfpack. I think he's got okay weapons, but we're going to see how things continue to look for this football team. Uh, they got VMI and Virginia coming up, so these are very winnable games before they get back into some kind of 50-50 ball games with Louisville on September 29th. So do you think the state fans should still be optimistic on what could happen, or do you feel like that uh, – this could be something that doesn't get much better. This could be a tale of two halves season edition. You look at the first half of the season, especially if you just look at the first month, right? Or, or the next month, I should say, excuse me. Here we are, September 12th. The next four games that you have, it'll be against VMI, Virginia on the road, Louisville at home, Marshall at home. I think you should win all four of those games, to be honest with you. Given the expectation for NC State this year, I know Louisville is a little bit of a wild card, but to me, I'll have NC State as the favorite in every single one of those games. And if they take care of business against all of those squads as the favorite, that would put them at 5-1. and one. And then here's what the next month entails. Duke, Clemson, Miami, at Wake Forest, and those are the next four games. On the road against Virginia Tech, at home against North Carolina. We know the success they've had against the Heels, but the Heels, still a tough football team. Drake May is going to give the Tar Heels a chance no matter who they play. So I wonder, Wes, if this thing, you know, Brent Armstrong starts to get a rhythm. The offense starts to click a little bit in these next four games. are going to be the favorite in all of them. Can you hit the ground running? Can you carry that momentum against a team like Duke, who has a great defense? We just saw them perform against Clemson. Can you do it against Clemson themselves, too? Can you do it against Miami? That's going to be the interesting part. Could be a tale of two months, two halves, however you want to slice it. This next month, I want them to go 4-0. If, if you're a state fan, 4-0. That's what you want. After that, you're hoping for a couple just to hold on to bowl life, and you know maybe you can get to eight wins like they usually do, but it's going to be a little dicey, especially with the way their season ends up, because it's going to be really tough after you get past Marshall. All right, going over to college football's power conference, the SEC. They've been struggling so far this season, three and six against power five non-conference opponents. Utah beat Florida. Uh, then you talk about the ACC getting into the chat when North Carolina beat South Carolina. Florida State beat LSU. Miami beat Texas A&M. Wake beat Vanderbilt. Since 2000, only nine, nine SEC teams have won or shared the college football national championship. Alabama's won six of those. Georgia's gotten the past two. But then we saw Texas going to Alabama, take care of business against them. The first visiting team to win by double digits at Bryant-Denny Stadium during Nick Saban's tenure, and then Mississippi State and Auburn earned narrow victories over Arizona and Cal, respectively, but the SEC starting to take a little bit of heat from national pundits. And so uh, what do you think about this? Is the SEC taking a little bit of a step back, in your opinion, this season? I think this year they're not going to be up to par like they have been. Already we have Alabama at number 10, and we don't see that. If they miss the playoff, they're always going to be that five or six seed just missing the playoff, but not 10. They're not really even close right now. So there's one team. Now you have LSU coming in as a favorite for the championship for a lot of people putting money on this thing. And now here they are at 14 because they got destroyed in the second half against an ACC squad. They're four and one against the ACC. They have Florida state. And it's all different areas too of the conferences. 
So you have your top dog matchup at the beginning of the season, Florida State, LSU, Seminoles win, and handily so in the second half. Wake Forest beat Vanderbilt over the weekend. That was one where Wake Forest is always underrated. Vanderbilt, they should have won, but they did. You have North Carolina beating South Carolina. That was a 50-50 game, and North Carolina won handily, especially after that defense shows up against the Gamecocks in a way they did it against App State the week after. Not a good look for the Gamecocks. Then you have Tennessee beating Virginia. We all knew that was going to happen. Virginia in what was a heartfelt loss that happened at Scott Stadium. That was tough considering they were honoring the lives lost a part of their football team. They lose to James Madison, but here we are with Miami winning by double digits, I believe, against Texas A&M. All that say, yeah, Wes, I think the ACC, we both predicted it. We were going to feel better about this conference at the end of the season compared to the expectations coming in. The SEC, it's the exact opposite. That's why I love saying it just means more over here in the city of Charlotte and ACC country. I think so. I think it is a little bit of a down. Yeah, I think when you look at SEC too, and it was uh, when you brought up the the Tennessee-Virginia game, I did that football game. And the thing about Tennessee, though, is when you look at this squad, uh, this was not a team that looked overly dominant in that football game. They pulled away late, but they were up 21-3 at the end of the first half. I thought they were going to really come out and put it on Virginia. Um, As far as Joe Milton is concerned, uh, you thought that he was going to come out and pick up where Hendon Hooker and the crew left off. I mean, they only beat Austin P at Neyland 30 to 13. And so this is a Tennessee team a lot of people had high hopes for. And when you look at this squad, we know Georgia, they were playing Ball State on Saturday, and that game was relatively close for a decent portion of the first half. And so I know people say, oh, Georgia, turn it on, and whatever the case may be. But when you look down the list, especially at the SEC East, there's nothing scary over there. Tennessee is not the super juggernaut that they were offensively last year. Florida looks like they're still down. Other than that, in the East, Kentucky's not going to scare anybody. You go to the West, Alabama's already taking a loss. LSU's already taking a loss, and so has Texas A&M. So it doesn't look like there's any dominant football teams over there. There are good ones, but not dominant ones. And so that's the interesting question. I think the SEC may take a little bit of a step back this year. And so I think when it comes to uh, the playoffs, not saying that they won't have a team in there. Obviously, they will. They are uh, the SEC. But as far as just the strength at the top, I don't see uh, a real dominant team. I'll give Georgia that label until somebody knocks them off. But the rest of the league looks like right now they're in a little bit of trouble. Well, we can end with this. 704 does bring up a good point that could change all of this. And if Georgia wins it all again, if they're the third straight cha- if they're a champion for the third straight time. Sure then, of course, they're going to be real top-heavy there. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. and even still deep. I, I'm not trying to say that, you know, as much as we can joke about it means more here with the ACC. I know, historically, the SEC still is going to be a better bet year in and year out of being the better conference, and Georgia could very well win it all. But top to bottom, I mean, if, if the SEC wants to flaunt their record against the ACC every year that they always come out on top, we get to do it, too. ACC gets to do oh, that, no. too, once you go 4-1. and one. And now, yeah, of course. Of course it's a little bit of a down year for the SEC and ACC playing a little bit better this year. All right, well, when we come back, Second Take Tuesday continues. We go on the defensive side on the Wesson Walker Show. This is Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. 
only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Weston Walker on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. During the break, Wes was catching an NFL clip. It was a conversation between Chad Ochocinco and Shannon Sharp. This is inside the NFL, you say, Wes? No, that was just uh, Club Shay Shay. I think okay. he's going to be on Club Shay Shay or whatever, and they were talking nutrition. All right, so they were just giving a clip, kind of mm-hmm. promoting the show. Mm-hmm. If you don't know anything about Chad Ochocinco and some of the takes, some of the things that he's known for, he's known on Twitter for... Women sending pictures of their perfectly manicured nails and getting a rating based off of Chad Ochocinco. That's something that happens. And for me, the other thing I think about, besides him being a filthy receiver, maybe having the best release in, I don't know, the last 20 years, couldn't put your hands on him. He was very skinny, not the strongest, but moved like a blur. Could not put your hands on him. The other thing I think of is how much he will defend bad nutrition being the reason that he was healthy throughout his NFL career. It's nuts. Go look it up on YouTube. You can find plenty of clips out there. Tell them if I'm wrong, Wes. There are plenty of clips of Chad Ochocinco swearing that McDonald's, how much he ate it, fast food, candy, doesn't matter. Because he ate all of that stuff, that was the reason. (laughs) He was able to evade injury throughout his entire NFL career. And anytime somebody tries to sell him something different, he said, nope, nope, did you get hurt? Well, how did you do? Like, you can't you can't tell him nothing. <laughs> like, he does not have, he can't understand anything you're talking about because in his mind, Big Macs equaled dollar signs and a full bill of health. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, I mean, you definitely would love to live by that. But he's just one of those guys, man, there's certain athletes that can just come out they can eat anything i remember when i was at the university of florida going to uh, james white and david lee's room and just seeing pizza boxes stacked up and you know they eat it before practice or late night stuff like that and i'm like man if i ate that and tried to go practice out in this heat you know i'd be laid out somewhere something like that man there's certain athletes that can get away with that type of stuff we hear about athletes drinking or doing different things the night before being able to come out and perform at high levels and so uh, Ocho was just saying, man, that look, these guys are eating too much healthy stuff. That's why they're getting hurt. <laughs> That's why they're getting hurt. Jack wrote in, it's called Ocho versus Science. It is. Yes. It is so Ocho versus I don't He's know. He's not with Brandon Marshall anymore, so there's no more of that. Okay, so that was an actual segment that they would do. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a real thing if you don't know. And I was telling Fiddy, I want somebody to believe in me the way that Chad Ocho Cinco believes Big Macs are the elixir. That's what I want somebody to believe in me. Have that kind of faith in what I can do in this world. I've believed in you from the moment I met you, Walker. Well, I appreciate that. I knew Thanks. you were destined to do big, great things. I want to hear some text <laughs> on the text line, 704. This kind of opening up the door for some wild theories, some real conspiracy theories out Ooh. there. Well, let's. you're going to go for it, right? Like, I just want to know... Let's try to keep this in good fun, shall we? 704-570-9610. Like, what's something that's kind of crazy 
that uh, I, I, how do I word this that you, without like, being believe, controversial? That you believe like that helps people and stuff like that. Because everybody's done the whole conspiracy theory thing. Yeah. Everybody's done that. So a uh, bagel guy wrote in about, do you know what DK Metcalf's diet is? Yes, I did see this. Look it up. Another guy that eats junk food. This was the same thing Dwight Howard was accused of doing. Mm-hmm. Apparently Dwight just ate candy all the time and had the best body in the NBA. To be 6'10", to be that cut. And the thing about Dwight Howard, as we always talk about, he's not even that tall. I mean, he was, people thought about him as a seven footer being a center in the, like he was like six, nine and a half, but just got out of the floor so quickly. So physical dominant center in his day, like in that, what, five, eight year run. Sure. He was nuts. Why are you laughing at the Dwight Howard diet? No, no, because I, I, I had one pop into my head. Now, is it something that you want to share on yeah. the mic? Uh, so now mine's not food related. I do believe that it's more beneficial for you to drive faster in the rain than slower. Oh, my God. You're the reason why <laughs> when I'm trying to take my son to school, I got to go through four different traffic jams because people want to drive in the rain like it's doggone 85 degrees outside. I can't stand it. I'm sitting there like, where are the police when you need them? I hate to see the guy flying down the road when it's pouring down rain because I know that 15 or 20 minutes later, I'm going to be sitting in 15 or 20 minutes of traffic because some idiot can't drive in the rain. Charlotte, when it rains, forget about it. Uh, you just struck a nerve with Wes. Yeah, for yeah, sure. You're the guy. You're that guy. Well, we already knew Fitty was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> T- text us right now. Did you know Fitty was, quote, that guy? I mean, how many times have you gone out when it's raining pretty hard in Charlotte to drive somewhere? You sit through a minimum of two traffic jams every single time because there's some dumb dumb who wanted to drive reckless in the rain and cause an accident. Okay, but the reverse of that is also, Ah. yes, it might be a little safer, but I'm a pretty normal driver in the rain. I just turn my windshield wipers on and keep it the same. You're that guy, too. Wait, how am I that guy? Are you're you that being, guy too. You're being granny in the other lane. For sure. <laughs> you are sure. Oh, everybody nah, you are careful. for sure. When it rains, I definitely, if it's raining hard. Now, if it's a light rain, okay. But when it's raining hard, I'm definitely going to be more of a defensive driver, man. Because it's people like y'all that get out there and think it's all good. I was driving one day because uh, I was going to my grandhouse, a lot of back roads and stuff. And it was raining really hard. There were pockets that where if I was driving regular speed, I would have been in the forest somewhere from hydroplaning. Well, yeah, but there's you always if somebody. If you see a lake, then you don't go in there 60 miles an hour turning your right, wheel. Right, but in the dark Michael you Scott. can't always. But in the dark you can't always see that. And then when it's wet outside, people still want to drive like it's dry. They're making stupid, risky moves in the rain where people stopping distance because everybody now loves to tailgate. That's another thing that we could do a whole thing about driving. But everybody loves to tailgate in the rain. I had somebody when I got on when I was leaving the show a couple weeks ago and it was raining hard. God was, and I mean, it's biblical rain outside. Right on my, <laughs> right on my tailgate. I'm looking back at him like, are you? Because I gesture in the mirrors when that happens. Or I will break check mm, people when finger. they tailgate me. No, nah, I don't do the middle finger. But I, they can see my hand going like, what are you doing? I'm like, are you going to hit me? Because you're do you tailgating me. Yeah. I, just I need to, to chill because sh- stuff has been happening to people uh, in road rage. Yeah, man, road rage is it's real. Yeah. That, you mess with the wrong one, right? Bye. But you're yeah, the guy's, die from the guy's rain. tailgating me and pouring rain. So if I had to throw on brakes in the slightest, we're going to be sitting there waiting on a truck to come and pick us up. 
because we got into an accident. All right. So, I, let's, Jesus. yeah, tell us how you feel because <laughs> that was as passionate a rant as I've heard Wes go. D- despite us trying to poke the bear every once in a while with some sports takes, that's the one that got him going with some takes, with some info <laughs> on the matter. Hurricane Hugo feels me. Uh, 704 said, uh, did Wes just drop a you people in there? Yeah. I believe he did. I believe he did just drop a you people. Yes, uh, uh, undergrad. UNC grad 2001. If it's raining hard enough, sometimes I will put the blinkers on. Oh, it's got to be hard enough. Those people yeah. are the worst. Well, well, if if you're going to do that, just pull <laughs> off to the side of the road. Let those of us that know how to drive continue to, to drive. If you don't want to sit there, at least drive the speed limit. There's a little bit of rain coming down. Just pull off to the side of the road. I'm going to make fun of you, but get out of my damn way. It's not that hard. Yeah, and I see you down the road standing with the fire truck and the ambulance while we all wait for 30 minutes and two miles of traffic backed up. Yeah, Part of this is actually using common sense. And, and part of it is if it's not crazy wet outside, then you can drive the speed limit or right. get something close to it because the blinkers need to be on if it is biblical That's what I'm saying. When, it's raining, it. when it is raining really hard, people... Man, I'm telling you, we could we could go down a road here. Okay, no pun intended, because people forget all the rules they were taught. I mean, Concord Mills parking lot. I could just do a class alone on people breaking traffic rules. It's a great one. No, it's 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 bad because I think when you enter, there's not a stop sign, and people will stop. Stop. Or they fly through stop signs because they don't care what you need to do. That's what right. they're doing is more important, so they're gonna fly through the stop sign knowing that they're doing this. Or just driving through the parking lot, they're going to pull out of the parking spaces. And then the number one thing, man, is people driving fast in parking lots. People in apartment complexes and stuff like that flying for no reason. Kids could be out playing anything. The Concord Mills parking lot discourse, it really triggered me too. Because also when you're trying to turn out, and it's hard because with it being a loop, sometimes you can't see the cars coming to your right side. And they sneak up on you because they're coming out of a turn. And so if they're speeding, then you got to whip that thing out in the road real quickly. Concord Mills parking lot is a good take by you. Yeah, man, it's 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 terrible. But people's driving now. People don't care where they have to go is the most important. They don't want to follow the rules. They love the tailgate. Like they say, it's, it's just ridiculous, man. You really, if you're on the oh, and then the texting and driving, you you really. I hate that. That's, that's what I'm my saying. number one thing. You, Look and, at and, us. We are old as hell right People now. swerving. In your lane, that's why I really started to put my phone, I put it right in my middle console. I don't touch it hardly at all. You really have to, when you go out on the road, man, your head's got to be on the swivel like a DB. You got to be J.C. Horn or one of those guys out there, man, because people driving. Too soon. People drive so stupid, man, because people will be leaking over into your lane because then you drive by them and they're sitting there looking at that phone. Get out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly, it's Woo! it's the number one pet peeve that I have. I'll tell you the craziest. This is all right. We're feeding the text. We're feeding the text <laughs> line. I want to know. We're gonna get some crazy. I, I want the, the I want Mr. Troll to to hop in here. I think we're gonna get a great one. What's the craziest thing you've legitimately seen somebody do while they're driving? Woo! I saw somebody watching a movie on their iPad one time. <laughs> oh, you know, that's like, I hate the people that wear headphones when they're driving. They should get a ticket for that. It's it, not it, good. It, Take them I damn headphones off. I think it's, I don't yeah. think it's legal either. I think you're right about that. Oh, I saw somebody, it was on Sugar Creek and I was about to turn left and there was somebody that wasn't going because they were driving and they were holding their iPad 
watching a movie before they were about to turn left in the intersection. You just legit are like, where the police? I wasn't even mad. I was just befuddled. I just didn't know how that person was still alive after doing all that Look stuff. Look at my man, Hornus Ron. He said, Wes is right on black concrete, especially at night. You can't see standing water. Should be five to ten less than speed limit, but hazard light shouldn't be on it. Actually, a hazard in the rain. Well, sometimes you have to do it for the dum-dums that can't see that's out there driving like speed racer, okay? But yeah, this is true. At night, man, you can't see the water like that, and so you do have to slow down a little bit. At least get more. If you're going to drive a, a decent speed, at least drive uh, keep a, a formidable distance between you and the car in front of you, because Fiddy, I bet you tailgate too, don't you, in the rain? All right, I don't. Well, we're, yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, you uh, do. Well, and and we know threat. you can't see, so that's good. that's a triple threat <laughs> right there. He's squinting, he's kidding. That's what I'm saying. Squinting right uh, behind that? somebody. Is that a car? Pouring rain. Get it. <laughs> Boom. So look, here's the thing. I've been in, and on the record, I've been in on five accidents. I learned exactly. the hard way. I learned exactly. the hard way when I rest in a Zaxby's. <laughs> drive through oh God. not to tailgate anymore so no i do yeah. not tailgate in the rain there we go right there that says it all five x i've been in two and neither were my fault mm -hmm. but uh knock on and, wood. And police records show that I'm but not, uh yeah well yeah. knock on wood I don't, I don't even want to say it but i i'm good on the car accident Hope so far so, as man. The yeah that's what i'm saying but I, in, I haven't had any is what i'm yeah. saying like i zero so far knock on wood because it's scary stuff but I have not been in any fender benders or anything like that as the driver. My tires have squealed one time after we had a big old brake session on the highway with an 18-wheeler in front of me. That one was scary. But other than that, I think we should be good. Um, yeah, 980. Uh, TF, I'll let you guys figure out what that is. TF, you doing on Sugar Creek, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I used to live out there a little bit. Yeah, not, not over there there, but I was close enough to where if you wanted to go to cookout, if you wanted to go to Taco Bell, if you wanted to make a fast food run, get on the highway, Ooh. that was my Next exit line of choice. Is jumping. Look, yeah. uh, Casey Steve said, Wes will ride in a car with Michael Myers mask and all, but That's he'll true. be 10 and to say that's right me and michael gonna be safe before i let him out the car you know what i wish i could do those people that are sitting there texting and driving or tailgating in the rain mm -hmm. i would just stop and let michael myers out of the car because you know you can't hurt him he's gonna snatch you out of the car as you're driving and scared of the jesus out of him. um all right so yes i, I had a feeling I, I apologize to the text line there have been a couple of questions i wanted to ask that i knew were going to go crazy and everybody has lived up to that based off what you're saying you've seen drivers do on the road we've got some wild answers that make fitty laugh uncontrollably jump and it's really hard for me to control myself as well all right let's actually go to the first fitty flash of the day we had to <laughs> skip it because we went too long i did not realize that we were going to strike as big of a nerve as we did in west when we discuss road etiquette especially as it pertains to the rain so now we'll go to the fitty flash we'll continue to talk about the panthers a little bit later go ahead fitty what you got fitty History was made last night and is in the making for the Atlanta Braves as Matt Olson hit his 49th and his 50th home runs uh, as the, the Braves split a doubleheader with the Phillies yesterday. He's now one behind Andrew Jones for the most uh, by a Brave in, reg in a regular season. He hit 51 back in 2005. And the Braves became the... The fourth team to have a player hit 50 home runs 
and have another player steal 40 or more bases, joining the 1995 Cleveland Indians, now Guardians, the 2000 Cubs, and the 2017 uh, Marlins as the Braves' magic number is down to four to clinch the NL East. Matt Olson is having a historic season and uh, making it more and more like as great as Freddie Freeman has been in L.A. and for the Dodgers, they have found an adequate replacement in the former Georgia native. When we talked about the Atlanta Braves last year, I believe, you said that Matt Olson had done an adequate job of replacing Freddie Freeman, and I did not agree with that in the first season with Matt Olson. The second season, despite Freddie still being an absolute monster on the diamond, even still, I will absolutely agree to this one because it's hard to argue with 50 taters. Hard to argue with that one. So I'm with Matt Olson hitting 50 bombs and also being somebody that you can now compare to Freddie Freeman. Hey, I see Go Panthers guy saying that he's texting and driving now. Blindside Chris says 75% of these people are texting your show right now while they're driving. So just want to send a message. Put the damn phone down and use your voice to text. Yeah, I hope it's not blind driver, Chris. Yeah, he's driving use your like cars to text somebody. I do that now. Too. Yeah, do that. Yeah, be safe. You know, we want you to text in, um, but also just be safe while you're doing it or else you're going to make Wes angry. It's Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Willie P hops in the studio to talk Charlotte FC and his juicy brisket. Sports Radio 92.7 <laughs> WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. myself my name is i am will pelagic i had to time turning the mic on very carefully because that conversation continued as we went to break and uh well there's a lot of words that probably shouldn't be going over the airwaves it's wesson walker sports radio 927 wfnz we want to hear from you on the text line we were asking about some of the road experiences that you've had the craziest thing you've seen somebody do while they were driving yes we got a lot of inappropriate text there because i leave the door open constantly (laughs) i don't know why i do this but i can only blame myself the text that i can read on it joe gibbs jr he said i'm a delivery driver i passed a guy driving a tesla no hands brushing his hair facetiming somebody wtf bro UNC grad 2001 said back in the day I had my CD book in one hand, MapQuest directions in another, and a drink between my legs. MapQuest was the real deal. That's how you got around before GPS. Let me tell you how many times I'd be lost. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think about that all the time with the GPS, like how 
you would uh, how people got around before, man. And, and and we were talking about it in a break too. Don't don't get me started on people who don't use their turn signals. It's bad, especially if, yeah, right in front of you. If there's not a lot of space between you two, know, it's like, real bad. Cosmically, that they're gonna make a right turn. Right? And last one we got seven oh four said my sister used to be a recruiter for a college in the state back in the eighties. She would travel to Florida. She would read a book on ninety five, and then before she got to college to the college fair, she would change into her dress clothes. All of this went on while driving down the interstate wow as long as you're safe that's just impressive i'm not even gonna get mad that's impressive another person that's really impressive to me especially with his brisket it's willie p he joins us in the planet kia studios as we speak the voice of charlotte fc and i don't even know if aspiring grill master is right i think just straight up grill master now you have gotten the stamp of approval from fitty he didn't was- one th- who's the one that actually created this dry brisket, Joe? My, my only thing was I just hoped he had shared with you, but I guess he kavooned it all himself, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, look, that's uh, I don't know how smart of an assumption that was, to be honest. Like, yes, I would love some, but if you give Fitty brisket, yeah. I don't know if he's going to be the one that says, hey, guys, you want some? No, nah, he's going to hold that, especially if it's good. Well, it, the his thing was he was always like, oh, I'm, you, you never let me taste your meat, et cetera, and so on. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like... I, you're such a hard marker when it comes to that kind of thing. I needed to perfect it in order to make sure that it was okay for him. No, I think that's fair. I think you needed to perfect your meat before Fiddy ate it. Sure. I think that's totally fair and not in any way crazy or inappropriate. I mean, it's weird. We've had a couple of different cooking guinea pig scenarios for our house over the last couple of weeks. Like we did the first. You're cooking uh, guinea pigs? I wouldn't advise that. No, I'm saying, that. I'm saying I use my, I, no, I use my folks as guinea pigs in order to try out our new uni pizza oven and I gotcha. did the brisket now. So I feel like I can take it mainstream now. All right. So uh, we'll continue to talk about the dry brisket, the juicy brisket, all of that good stuff. Maybe Don't talk about the dry brisket anymore because I ain't dry Casey, anymore. Steve said that he's uh, going to Joe's KC for Ooh. lunch, man, because Ooh. of all the brisket talk. See, now, Joe's KC is one of my favorites there. The only thing I don't like about it is it's on the Kansas side of the road. There's this road on the border of Kansas City that's uh, half of it's in Kansas. The other half is in Missouri, and that's where the Joe's KC is. So I always like to have somebody get it for me because I don't like to spend money in Kansas and then bring it back to me on the Missouri Willie side. Willie P., he said, uh, Rich said on the text line that, are we sure that you didn't buy the brisket? He no. said they need some visual proof because he said, who smokes oh, a brisket no. on a Monday? Oh, no. No, 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 I didn't. No, I smoked it on Saturday. Okay. It's, it's actually two day old. So the fact that he liked it after it was two days old, it was, it was not bad. Um, by the way, after I saw the video, because I couldn't see with the computer screens in front of me, but I saw Fiddy hold that brisket up. You had that thing bathing in sauce. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing. It was not even sauce. Well, it was just, sauce. It was fat. It was just straight up juice. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was it was bathing in an ocean of fat. I didn't, to make I sure. didn't bring him any. I didn't bring any sauce. I said, yeah, I don't, that thing doesn't need any sauce. No, that's fair. I'm just saying, there's no way that thing was going to be dry. It mm-hmm. could be soggy before it was dry, but mm-hmm. damn it, it was not going to be dry. Even if I had, even if I had to inject it with some artificial stuff, couldn't it, do it. I, I bet you might have. No, look, this has no. been something that's been a year no. long in the making. At least it, it Willie and his no longer dry but soggy brisket is now with us on the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Let's try to get this thing back on track as much Thank as we you. possibly we can. killed Fitty. He's just sitting there in He's tears. done. Yeah, I haven't seen him laugh this hard in quite some time, to be honest with you. Let's get to the Panthers season opener. They lose to the Atlanta to? Falcons. Mm. We Yeah, yeah kind of. I, I guess we get paid to do it. That's, yeah. fine. That's yeah. fine. It probably I'm is. What were your main takeaways from that season opener? Uh, The turnovers really killed them, and I think we found out firsthand that this team cannot afford to be off schedule. 
They cannot afford turnovers, and they cannot afford any cut down to their depth. And I think we knew the depth part, but I think we didn't really see the turnover and off-schedule part really coincide with each other. And Frank Reich took the responsibility of that first interception because of how much they were put off schedule by not only the penalty that took place on the punt, but also the one that took place with not being able to get the play in uh, to Bryce on time that created a first and 21 and also the holding penalty that preceded that too. So it really is a scenario for the Panthers that I'm not saying they had to play perfect, but they got to play close to perfect in this early stretch against a very tough schedule. I, I always thought despite how optimistic my you know, presumptions were about the Panthers' season that these first six games were really going to be tough and you had to kind of grind through them to get a win or two or you know maybe even three. But I think that part of it is always going to be kind of up for debate. Uh, I do always feel like that the back half of the schedule for this team is where I think the fruit can be made. It's Willie P. joining us in the Planet Kia studio, Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. Let's switch gears. Let's talk a little bit about Charlotte FC here, Willie. They're back in action this Saturday at the bank. What should we expect coming out of their uh, international break? So this game Saturday is very important for them. They play D.C. United, who is the team that's currently in the final playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. They are three points behind. As you know, three points get you a win. So we call this one kind of a six-pointer with the six points on the table. Charlotte FC can not only gain the three points on D.C., but get them themselves and potentially put themselves in a position not only with a game in hand, but also with the victory to be in position to control their own destiny in the final seven games after Saturday. And the upper deck's going to be open, so I think that part of it is also going to be pretty exciting for fans to get in there. It's a lower price point than some of the other tickets you usually get on a game day. And everybody's going to be back. You know, Chris Federski's back. Uh, Yara Yaronin's going to be back as well. Uh, from an injury standpoint, they came out of the game against Nashville pretty good. It seems like Breck Diahare will be back too as well. So for, from that standpoint, Charlotte FC sits themselves in a situation where they have a full deck to choose from, and right now it's all about trying to be cohesive and play that same kind of style they did against Orlando and Nashville and also even LAFC to a point as well. Uh, if they can play that same way, I really like their chances against D.C. Yeah, Willie P. And so when you look at this team since June 3rd, they've really only taken two true losses. And I know there's a lot of ups and downs throughout a long season. So what do you feel like that this team is at? Because they've been playing pretty solid soccer either tying or winning a lot of those games since June 3rd. So what do you feel like this team is at this point? I mean, make no mistake about it, Wes. You want to get victories, but being hard to beat is a very enviable characteristic mm. in this game. And, and quite honestly, it's part of the reason why Charlotte FC has put themselves in the position that they are in currently where they are in control of their own destiny. You know, those draws, a lot of them, I know, came from a winning position. They've dropped more points from winning positions than any team in Major League Soccer, but they've also gained games and gained points from losing positions. The game against Seattle, that game was crazy where they came back on three separate occasions to earn a draw in that sense. Uh, they drew with FC Cincinnati, which I think, you know, in a vacuum, you would have taken going into the matchup, even though the matchup didn't go the way they wanted it to, having had a lead. That's one where if you told me that you would have gone in and taken out the team that is going to win the Supporter Shield in the Eastern Conference, uh, and you got a draw with them in your home building, I would have taken it. So I understand that folks want to see wins, and I think we all want to see wins, but I think right now, if you have the way that they're playing currently, you can control your own destiny. Like I said, these home games are going to be, while they're difficult, you always love playing at home. I'm very, very bullish about their opportunity here in the final eight weeks, and I do feel like they can get themselves over that hump.
Real quick, Willie P. So we saw uh, Aaron Rodgers go down last night with the <laughs> injury. NFL players complaining about the turf. Charlotte's one of six uh, soccer clubs in MLS that plays on the artificial turf, field turf, whatever you want to call it. Do soccer players, do they complain about this as much? Do they not like it as much? Do you feel like that this is something that Charlotte FC is going to have to fix in the future and maybe try to get a natural grass surface? Players in mass usually, Wes, have uh, have said that they prefer grass. and I think it's not necessarily something that's unique to the NFL. It's, it's very much a thing in, in the soccer world as well. Uh, I know the one person who is very outspoken about this is LAFC coach Steve Chirundolo, who uh, when they came in to play us two weeks ago, he was very vocal about that and saying that the game almost felt like handball than it did actually soccer. Uh, I know that Christian Latanzio has kind of maybe gone on both sides of this. And I think, you know, he comes from the standpoint of, yes, they prefer grass, but they understand uh, the state of play in terms of playing on turf. As far as it goes, though, uh, I don't know if I see it changing anytime soon. I think uh, there are six multi-use facilities in Major League Soccer that go with that turf scenario. Uh, it'll probably take a, a landmark thing to have to change that. Maybe this Aaron Rodgers thing is that, but uh, I don't know if it's going to change anytime soon, especially with the fact that they do want to get not only more events into that stadium and, and those other stadiums, but uh, from that standpoint, I feel like it probably is going to be status quo here for the near future. All right, we do have a little bit of a controversy here, Matt. Matt in Greensboro was texting in that Willie is injecting his meat with PEDs. The no. spaceman said, did Willie Seriously? P, did he just admit to juicing his no, brisket? No, I did not juice my brisket. <laughs> People do do that, though. That's the thing. I did not juice I'm my brisket. I'm just barbecue there, was, there were no syringes around my brisket. There was no injector scenario. I did not inject the brisket. That thing is so juiced it had a 70-home run season. That thing is roided <laughs> it out. It was neither the cream nor the clear. Brisket mm. bonds? Do we like brisket bonds? Do we like that? Shrumpy like is not helping Fitty. What about David Pork Tees? Is that what you cooked? No. no. <laughs> it's so juiced. I believe it's David Pork Tees. That's Porky. That's Willie P joining us in the Planet Kia Studios. He's and over you, it, folks. You, you, you guys wanted me in the studio. This is I what did. happens. I this know, is I what happens. <laughs> but I kinda, you kind of love it, though, right? I mean, I always love having fun love with you guys. It. Exactly. It was a lot of fun. All right. Listen to this man on any broadcast. Charlotte FC is. It's right here. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We appreciate the time, man. It's always fun. Thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, you. All right. We'll, uh, we'll go to a break. We'll come back with one more hour here on Wesson Walker. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.